0: Hello, everyone. It, uh, it's it been a heck of a week. I, I hope everyone had a good week, and uh, by the time you've got this coming into your ears, I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, I know around here it's going to be a gorgeous weekend, so I'm going to take full advantage of that. That's why I'm recording this on Friday night. Uh, before we get into it, let's get into it. So, a lot's happened this week. Uh, I wanted to sit down and do a Uh, armchair episode. Unfortunately, my, uh, partner in crime is actually off with COVID right now, so we will get that set up soon. Uh, we have a lot, a lot to get to. Um, but in the meantime, let's, let's touch base and see where we're at. Uh, we've got some big news coming up. I think next week we'll be able to announce it, uh, but we've got a special guest going to join us in the near future. Uh, I'm really pumped to share that and hopefully kind of get back into things full force. But the culture war, we, we touched on it a little bit last week and and episodes prior, but uh, welcome to the culture war. It is cranking up and we are rolling full force into it. Uh, It seems like on every front the the culture war is bubbling. And uh, if you're not new here, we kind of called this a a mile away, where every swing is going to have a counterswing. And and we've certainly lived a decade or two now in a very favorably left-leaning culture. And it, it really does seem like people have had enough of pushing the line more and more left. Uh I know if you if you know history, you know political history, uh those of you that do will be aware of the Reagan years. And though he is not he's not without fault, uh he he certainly cut a ton of red tape that arguably could be problematic. I, I certainly don't agree with some of the immunities he allowed Big Pharma. He's definitely responsible for a large part of that stuff. However he was a a social conservative and fundamental libertarian really uh he was he was a populist president and and the kids loved him uh, under reagan and in that time frame whether reagan came first and the populace followed or the populace created reagan chicken egg um but there there was a moment there where where again they had a, about a decade decade and a half of right-leaning favoritism uh, of young people. The 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 crowd became conservative-leaning mindset, and they pushed back against these lefties, which at the time, like, not terrible people. They're not the lefties we have today. I'll, I'll take them every day of the week. But nonetheless, it, it, the world works in a cycle. Everything, every single thing to do, with everything, is cyclical. Uh, you look at weather patterns, you look at behavior patterns, everything has a cycle. It's just figuring out how it works. And in the West, we know that we're now due for a right-of-center counterswing. swing. Uh, and again, I've said it before, it, it might not be a good thing. Because uh, despite the fact I 100% am right-of-center, I can call it fair and even. And there are times where too far right is deadly, dangerous, and unhealthy. Just like when too far left is deadly, dangerous, and unhealthy. Uh, I don't need to play a home team advantage when it comes to crossing the line. Both can. The only difference is, if you're on the right, you're more likely to admit that you can. Uh, the left is, in general, is is very reluctant to say that it can happen, let alone draw where that line is. Uh, you've got people trying to normalize pedophilia at this point. And again, this sounds crazy. But in in a world where men can menstruate, men can have babies, and now there's talk of changing the definition of pedophilia to minor attracted person, MAPS. And it's... It, Anyone that wants to play loose with that kind of language, is you're done to me. There's no, there is no discussion, there's no debate on certain things. I don't debate the Holocaust. If you, you are entitled to be an idiot, and if you want to sit there and say, hey, the Holocaust didn't happen, we can, you, can, you can have thoughts on motive and, and subtext and subplot all you want. But th- those people that say, hey, the Holocaust didn't happen, it's the same thing. There's just no air in the room to have even a discussion about it. There's certain things that you, you just have to agree on to be part of net normal society. Uh, children should be protected, full stop. Period. End of, end of discussion. And if, if you have a problem with the concept that children should not be sexualized or protected, we've got a bigger problem so if if anyone wants to have that discussion it's just not up it's still not not up for discussion uh same with the Holocaust and I'm sorry if there's some conspiracy minded friends you know what i'm I'm not having it we're not We're not going to pretend that that didn't happen. I'm not going to entertain it. No, we can talk about hey this this grew this family had motive or the funding came from here, like all sorts of different perspectives, but you have to agree on the core concept. it happened a bunch of people died. It was horrible. Anyway, moving on. Culture war. We're, we're heading f- full steam into a culture war. And uh, it seems like the, the front man of the culture war right now is going to be Elon Musk. Uh, as I'm recording this today, he's, he's actively pissing off both sides. And uh, good for him. I, I think that's what everyone needs right now is to just, hey, you know what? There's somebody in the middle that can piss everyone off, but maybe he can be the broker of middle ground. Uh, for those of you not aware yet, uh, so this week we're going to get into the whole Roe v. Wade thing. Though it doesn't necessarily have any bearing in Canada, but we still have to touch on it for sure. So Elon Musk today has announced that Tesla will be paying up to $4,000 for staff to get out-of-state abortions. Again, I have my moral disagreements, but for those that aren't aware of Elon Musk, fundamentally the guy is a traditional liberal this shouldn't come as a shock at all he has conservative-minded business representations and he he like many other prominent traditional liberals bill maher for example can draw the line where the left has gone too far um, and that's certainly where they're at and and uniquely elon musk kind of understands the risk that going too far left poses and and that's where you're seeing him with the free speech and the Twitter. So, and again, when he when he announced that they were buying Twitter, he he said he was going to upset both sides of the the extreme scale. And uh I don't expect him to disappoint on that one. But as for for buying Twitter, uh <laughs> it's amazing to see happen. And what's even more interesting to me is the partnerships he's already putting together to make it happen. So he secured funding through uh, loans against his shareholdings, um, which is a genius millionaire billionaire way to uh, generate income without paying tax. Again, no fault of any... I'm not some eat-the-rich type AOC. I think, hey, if you can maximize your utility within a system legally... That's not, you're not a bad person for that at all. So don't don't think that I'm ragging on him. Um, but basically, you can take a tax-free loan against your stocks, you get your full value, you don't actually pay income tax on it. However, as he said when he went out to buy it, is he wanted as many stakeholders as legally was allowed for a private company. So when he secured funding, he got the funding, uh, I think a large chunk of it came from loans, and then... A, a principal chunk of it came from his own, his own loan against his stock, so his his money effectively. Uh, and since the announcement of that funding, he then opened the door to have private investors join on, on his personal finance side. So I believe that was about seven billion dollars he had out of pocket himself. Um, it was announced that the CEO from Oracle, which is a massive international company um the ceo from binance i believe binance as a corporation is investing um but he's announced a bunch of huge players investing as well in into this twitter deal which is incredible for me and uh, anyone who follows the the decentralized finance crypto stuff uh having binance starting to like reach out into these worlds is, is incredibly good um as an investor myself in Binance um it's great to see where the the cultural spread of something like that and then the ingraining into society on different levels uh it'll be really interesting to see cuz it's been noted Elon Musk wants to monetize Twitter in a, in a in a more fair and open way uh and i i fully am on board with some of the things they've proposed already um, such as verification, all of these self-righteous, quote-unquote, uh, influencers with the blue check. They, they work so hard to just get this fake cred. Um, they're now talking about selling the blue check marks for a few bucks, maybe maybe five bucks you can ba- pay to have the blue check. Um, and it, not as a vanity thing, but as a human authentication mark, per se. So, I can verify my account that shows that that account has already been verified that it's not a robot. It's not a fake account. Uh, especially for the podcast. I, I have the podcast Twitter account. Uh, I'll probably get a personal Twitter account once the sale goes through. Um, but I have the podcast Twitter account, and I can pay to have it verified, and then when I start chirping people like Ryan Ingram, I, I don't get dismissed as a bot uh definitely an interesting side of how they want to do things but when i when i see partners with binance and decentralized finance crypto companies it's really intriguing because are they going to do cash or are they going to possibly leverage on a crypto even being musk we could even see doge um so from a freedom of speech i want to see section like monopolies and all this suppression of speech and thought and wrong think i want to see that kind of pushed aside but i also want to see my investments go up and the more access to crypto the world has the better um on the topic of disinformation and and wrong think man joe biden and department of homeland security again i don't i don't mean for this to be so americanized um unfortunately it just has a massive impact on us and you're already seeing drips of it in canada uh arguably we kind of had drips of this before but they've announced that they're going under the homeland security agency they're going to create a disinformation uh agency uh literally orwell uh it doesn't get any more orwell than literally the Department of Truth. I, they may as well. Honestly, I probably would have respected them more if they would have just come out and called it the Department of Truth. Because um, what else is it? If, if we're dictating what is and isn't dis and misinformation. Um, a, a wild distinction, too, in a Canadian context, where Trudeau has now, in House of Commons, been accusing people of dis and misinformation. Uh, so both conscious and unconscious wrong think. Um, Further, I, I think the one accusation Trudeau made was he accused a member of parliament of treading close to dis and misinformation. So it's like I'm not saying something wrong, but I'm close to saying something. <sighs> Trudeau is just a whack job. I, I'm I'm all over the place because there's literally so much going on, and it's all necessary. It's all great, like having Biden put together the department. It has to happen. It is, it is literally the best thing that could happen. We're at a point now where you have to force people to see the absurdity. Uh, you, like, you've got comedians, like I said before, Bill Maher is, is kind of waking up to the insanity. Uh, before, it, it, like we had, five, ten years ago, it was Alex Jones and Dennis Prager sounding the alarms. Hey, this stuff is going off the rails. Well, we're in the middle of, of the derailment now. The trains have to come to a stop. They've got to fall off the tracks. We're just at the point where the tracks are all kind of bunching up and things are accelerating and getting more dramatic. Um, But yeah, it's wild to see. Literally, you've got governments in Western countries talking about dictating what is and isn't true. Uh, There was a clip today of Rand Paul taking DHS leader, the chief of Department of Homeland Security, to task basically listing all of the times the united states government were the propagators of these terrible disinformation campaigns such as weapons of mass destruction such as chemical attacks in in iran or any of libya all of these crazy things that that never come to fruition let alone the the disinformation around say obama's drone strikes how many times he's killed civilians the Benghazi disinformation. The Russiagate dis- disinformation. So to think that the same government that for my entire lifetime has dropped the quote-unquote information snowball every time they get it. To think that they're going to be the ones to dictate. And I don't even mean that from a partisan standpoint. I'm talking about like the the structural government that doesn't get elected. You've got the establishment government... That these agencies are supposed to be bipartisan. And even even assuming they are successfully bipartisan, I don't think they are. We've seen that with how they've kind of worked against Trump and right-wing leading. But regardless, if I give them the benefit of the doubt and call them bipartisan, they've they've been wrong to both sides of the aisle when they've spat out information in horrible ways. Um, so to think that they're going to be dictating what's true, and then the the question would be, what's the mechanism of action? Are they going to be able to charge people? Are they going to be able to act in any way? Um, being under the Department of Homeland Security, they certainly could. Uh, it, it would not be outside of their scope, whereas like the CIA couldn't. They can't operate within the country. Um, but the mechanism of action is there. Coming back to Canada, uh, you've got Trudeau just... And this is where I, I really enjoy it. You are really starting to see the tailspin of Trudeau. Um, I, unfortunately, I think we've got a lot more tailspin to go, uh, but it's it's getting way more funny. Uh, n- not so funny. Uh, a little serious, actually. Uh, just last week... He dropped the F-bomb in the House of Commons. And I don't mean fuck. It is the F-bomb that has a homophobic connotation. Uh, So bad that I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to put it out there. It it carries an insane amount of weight. And I'm sure most of you didn't even hear it. Media dead silent. Politicians really didn't even seize it. The conservatives kind of let it kind of just land there. A couple of them tried to bring attention to it, but, uh, yeah. Nothing. Mind you, if if the tables were turned, and say that was Pierre Polyev dropping a homophobic slur at a Liberal member of Parliament, it would be front-page news for a week. Uh, so... Just for you, if I have a left-of-center person listening to this, your poster boy's a piece of shit. Just gonna say it. Um... But he, but the fact he's in a point where he's doing such public things, like drops a homophobic slur and then marches out of House of Commons, um, that is not indicative of somebody who's got it together, who's who's operating on a plan and it's going to to task. It is not working. He is failing miserably, and you can literally see it in his behaviors. He he's lo- losing control so fast and and with the control he's losing his temper and his patience um so yeah i mind you that also makes him very dangerous uh when you trap an animal in the corner that's that's when they're the most dangerous out of just sheer desperation zooming out now we're going to look international and we we have to touch on both china and ukraine so First, we'll we'll touch on Ukraine. This week, last week, sorry. Ukrainian government officially came out and said, "Hey, the ghost of Kiev was fake." It it kind of went quietly and and was published in in a quiet, small little way. Uh to properly frame that, "Hey, we're guilty of gross propaganda." You caught us. Um I was shocked that it didn't get more attention than it than it should have. But again, this is the flavor of the week. We ha- we have to we support Ukraine simply because we're told to. Russia bad, Ukraine good. Truth be told, both kind of suck. And both sides have innocent people stuck in the middle. It's always been tragic. We've never been for the conflict at all. And I certainly don't think we should be egging it on fueling it funding it uh you've got <laughs> we've got our own financial fires happening at home before we start spending hundreds of millions of dollars to keep ukrainians embattled in a hot conflict but other than that there hasn't been a lot of developments in ukraine the longer it goes on the the longer it could go on and i that sounds kind of dumb when I say it, but if we don't get a resolution quickly, this could turn into another Afghanistan a 10-year war. It could be a a long drawn out process and it could really really suck for people uh globally and and locally there in obviously in Ukraine. But I I just hope that uh something can happen to settle that quickly and as peacefully as possible. Cause I, I don't know how much longer it can kind of just smolder. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Shifting to China, uh, the shipping backlogs are getting insane. Uh, they're now locking people. Well, not now they've been doing it from day one, but, uh, you're seeing more people locked in their houses, locked in their apartments, uh, I do believe I saw a story where they were welding some doors shut. Again, not new. We saw this in early 2020. Uh, Early pandemic, we saw this. So, again, not new, but you are now starting to see it reported in Western news. Uh, Whereas, in early pandemic, you only saw that stuff if you were kind of already plugged into that. But now, now that the West has kind of moved on from COVID largely... Uh, you're seeing the West actually feel free to report it. Um, So hopefully that brings some light to just how bad some of these governments have been. Because, though it might seem like it's a far stretch from what's going on in China to what we went through, once you understand, once you can start to look at it from, hey, governments are capable of going too far. See, China, they're going too far. Then you can do the work mentally to slowly realize that yeah, we got screwed over too. Obviously not that not as bad. But right now there's so many people in Canada, in the States, in North America that are the government did what they had to, like da 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 da. They they were just looking out for us. Well, you can say that about China, but then it's it's a lot harder to justify it. But once you start breaking it down, then hopefully we can break some of that cognitive dissidence and and show people that in in Canada they crossed a lot of lines too. Certainly they're not welding people in their hotel rooms or in in their apartments, but yeah, they did lock people up and not allow them to see lawyers, not allow them to see family when they traveled into Canada. The quarantine hotels were effectively prisons. Um and then you you look at I've been watching the inquiry into the Emergencies Act and listening to these these establishment um, figureheads go in circles. Literally, I, I watched an hour-long interview where they had a question period to uh, a FinTrack manager, uh, our financial transactions investigation team, and literally for an hour, this woman f- argued that freezing bank accounts is not actually a seizure. Therefore, it doesn't breach the Charter that protects you from unreasonable search and seizures. It wasn't a seizure, it was a freezing. We froze the asset. Uh, and, then, and then when she kind of got pinned to the wall a bit on that, she circled around and was like, well, no, we didn't take their money, we just stopped allowing them access to the bank. The bank ceased giving them services. But in doing that, they, they kept their money. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Maybe my understanding is, that is my money the bank is holding that they are not providing me a service with accessing my money. They're providing the service of storing it. So if you cease providing service and not freeze or seize my account, you just stop serving me? Okay, well then you have to give me my money back to start. You can't just say, I'm not going to do business with you anymore. By the way, I'm keeping everything you had. Um, but again, I, and I really hope something comes out of that committee, uh, for what it's worth, I'll give credit where it's due. There is one of the chair people is an NDP member and, and credit where it's due. The guy has pushed in some areas where it needed to be pushed. Uh, he hasn't necessarily pulled all of his punches. He's certainly pulling some of them. Uh, but he has pushed in areas where they need to, and if anyone wants to, Any chance of restoring hope in Canadian democracy, it's stuff like that you're going to need to see. You're going to need to see partisan people putting partisanship aside for the greater good. Uh, Despite what comes of this inquiry, I I largely expect nothing to come of it. Uh, When you're talking with Trudeau, everything slides off him. The guy's Teflon Don. Um, Even now as they're calling for him to be reinvestigated for the Aga Khan fraud um nothing sticks to him so i don't expect anything from this inquiry but if we can get precedent set and we can get case law filed to show that hey going forward this is how this should be done this is where we went wrong this is where we need to do better this is the clarity around situations like this uh again like they've justified a lot of this the f- seizures or freezing of money as a deterrent from going to the protest. They're not even saying that the protest itself was illegal. Obviously, some actions at the protest were illegal. They're not even saying the protest itself was illegal. But they're saying, hey, we froze people's bank accounts to deter them from protesting. If people can't understand how wrong that, like, we've gone so far past the edge of reasonable governance that it's to be anything but... Against the state at that at that point in that in that context it's amoral to your fellow citizens. You cannot support something like this and be a decent citizen i am I'm sorry, but if you support unwarranted extrajudicial seizures of of private money without a crime without of course of action, then no you you are not on the same level as the rest of us in society. Uh, Again, I don't care if you're a Greenpeace terrorist. As long as you're not actually doing violence or crime, you do not get a preemptive deterrent of, hey, we're going to take everything you have. Uh, Stephen Gilboa, actual terrorist. He's been charged with Greenpeace criminal crimes. Uh, That all went away. But yeah, he. I think he hung off the side of a building to prove a point. Uh, potentially even the CN Tower. I don't know the details. I don't care. The guy's a, a nut job, and he gets a cabinet position. Um, meanwhile, you've got Joe Blow, who works six to six, and uh, decided to go down to Ottawa. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna flag you and we're gonna freeze your accounts. Go home, and we might let them go, and we might not hold against you. We might though. Because that, that flag will stay on your account forever. Now, bringing it uh, back home-ish, back to America, where I wish it was home, but it's not. Texas, invite me, I'll come. Um, nope, we gotta touch on the Roe v. Wade before we sign off for the week. Um... Before we get right into it, I can't, I can't not highlight the fact that Roe v. Wade. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. It's, it's a cultural thing that's huge. We got to talk about it. Um, however, the day that this thing allegedly leaked, you had all of the lefty Canadian politicians had to do their rounds and say something. You've got some politicians actually saying we're going to provide abortions for Americans in Canada. My question to that is who's paying for that at all um, further it's like why why jag off sing Justin Trudeau andrea Horvath why you have to come out and stand on your your virtue pedestal and do a whole song and dance about hey we're pro abortion we will do everything you can to protect it um. Why? It's it's an American thing. They're talking about allowing the states their own choices. Again, if you don't understand how the state's judicial and legal system works, Roe v. Wade is effectively allowing the states their, their choice through their voters. If you elect pro-life representatives and you win majority off that vote, then guess what? You voted... To have this representation, and your state gets to make their own choices. That is how state's law works. Federal government in the states has actually very little to do with your everyday, day to day laws and and life society. They have a lot to do with your international affairs and all of that. But largely, their hands are off of the state level everything. Uh, Roe v Wade doesn't change very much. Uh, I had this conversation with a few people this last week where it's like, okay, like I don't think you're gonna see a lot of states just flat out ban abortion. You've got states that have fairly aggressive pro-life laws such as the heartbeat bills. I think you're gonna see a lot of that just kind of stand. Certainly there's there's some people that uh, want to advocate for outright banning and morally, I can understand the the case to be made there. However, uh, when you're dealing with society, I mean you you do have to compromise to some level. And again, ethically, I I I can understand why people wouldn't want to compromise. It's just a solid line. It's too far. Okay. But largely, you're going to see California still going to be allowed to kill your baby whenever you want. You've got other places that are, are tabling Uh, denial of services bills, meaning they want to allow you to uh, let a born child die on the table. Funny, not funny. Why would I even say that? Interesting fact, Kamala Harris voted for that type of bill in California. It ultimately was defeated, but she voted to allow you to let a baby die. Wait till it's six weeks, though, and then you're charged with neglect uh, and murder. So, uh... Make of that what you will, but yeah in your states that are already radically left you're you're going to continue to be able to kill your baby and i I frame that intentionally hostile because I own my bias. I view that as a life. I've actually lost two pregnancies in the last year. it sucks i i we mourned those losses, those were not artificial to us it was it was. Not something untangible uh again i am a christian conservative man i I own my bias and I'm not gonna apologize for it um but i i I am level headed I understand we have to compromise on some level and we're actually gonna do probably one or two uh discussions coming up in the next scheduling uh for pro life and pro choice uh we're gonna sit down with two perspectives and we're gonna try and have. Decent discussion on both sides, and uh, see where that goes. But yeah, the states. Roe v. Wade. Uh, It's interesting to see, because now you've got all the radical lefties rushing to try and codify it into law before the Supreme Court can strike it down. Um, Again, when we started this year, we kind of knew that this was coming. Uh, Everything kind of pointed towards this kind of decision. However, leaking the draft... Was not, It wasn't a right-of-center person that leaked this draft. This draft was leaked with the intent to cause outrage and uproar. Uh, I can't quite decide if it was to put pressure on the right-of-center judges to maybe change their mind, or if it's a distraction going into midterms. Uh, you've got midterms starting, I believe they some of the states start in June or July, and then the last of them end in November. So for the next handful of months you're you're gonna you're dealing with elections in the states uh and again i don't know why it has to be this way but but it seems like the left of center political machine in the states thrive off chaos and rioting you saw this with blm not just in the last presidential election but the one before that uh, you saw the Ferguson riots. Uh, BLMs if you if you go into Google and s- check the search terms or the, or the relevance time, it always surges during an election year. Uh, anything to kind of stoke raw nerves, raw emotion to, to bypass critical thinking and middle ground. because uh, again, I, I've had reasonable people say like freedom minded people. I've been talking to throughout the week, and these are people I agree with on vaccine mandates, on politics, on on almost everything. The minute abortion comes up, and I share my perspective, or they share their perspective, there is no middle ground. And these are people that should be the most easy to talk to for middle ground, because they've lived it. We have lived through all of these ridiculous mandates. Yet, hey, these these are some of the most... Balanced people when it comes to reason, but you you bring this topic up and it just shuts down. So many people don't carry that that ability for nuance and and middle ground. They don't carry it through all of the emotional topics. When you get to something like this, it it just bypasses it, and it's intentional. I think I don't think this was leaked by accident. I just can't decide if it was political or intimidation. Uh, one or the other, if it was intimidation trying to get the the judges to kind of bend to the pressure, I certainly think that's gonna backfire because you're forcing people into the fire where you have to pick a side. we're not letting people off, you've got to pick a side, but once you're kind of in the fire, you just don't care. It's like okay, screw you 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 try you I'll call your bluff, you tried to intimidate me, you tried to do this, whatever. Okay, well now I'm just gonna not pull my punches. Things that I might have been like, ah, we gotta compromise. No, we're just going full right now. Like, sc- no, like we're done. I- I'm done entertaining your radical, ridiculous side. We're just gonna we're gonna double down, uh, and and that's the real risk you're gonna you're gonna see happen. I I'm not even gonna say it probably it's gonna happen. You're gonna see people that are just like, we're done, I'm done pandering, I'm done, this is my position, and there's no room for you. There's no room for your bullshit, there's no room, get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, I. it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Uh, I certainly think, from a legal standpoint, Roe v. Wade was bad law. And anyone who is pro-choice, that's fine, cool. Go back to your, your sweetheart, Ruth Bader Ginsburg... The radical lefty herself, even she said it was bad law and should be overturned. Her context was somebody needed to bring better cases so that they could have a better precedent set. Uh, she didn't necessarily think the principle was bad. The case itself was just bad law. Um, so the fact it's being overturned is, is not surprising. It wouldn't be surprising to anyone on the left four years ago if you literally just sat down and explained the, the law side of it, ultimately it's despite what any politician today is saying, it is not a constitutional right. Uh, it is it is at best a state right afforded by by the states' laws. Uh, it is not enshrined or protected by any sense. Um, as for the morality and ethics of it, that's that's a debate on an individual level. Uh, We're going to kind of touch on some of that at a later date. But yeah, it's huge. Uh, And I I think (laughs) it will be the next distraction for a while until we get another distraction. Uh, It really does seem like a ton of distractions are just lining up one after another. Uh, Ukraine is kind of losing its steam. Uh, It's still happening, uh, but it's not popular in the news anymore. Uh, It's not as fanciful and people are kind of becoming disillusioned with it. So... Let's spin something else up and work up the masses. Uh, unfortunately, this is something that there's not a lot of middle ground on. There's not a lot of discussion. Uh, people don't have room to have a conversation about it. Where even with Ukraine and Russia, it was unpopular. But you could have a discussion and be like, hey, this is why I think this. Uh, a lot of people on both sides don't want to have a conversation when it comes to abortion. and And pro-life, pro-choice. And I, you know what? I, I've got friends on both sides of this aisle. And I've got friends on both sides that won't consider the other side. And it's like, I'm pro-life. 100% not going to... Like, everything I've been through in my life has has formed me into my views. Um, but I've lived my life, and I haven't always been pro-life. Uh, I I thought at one point I was pro-choice. I've, I've seen both sides and I can also admit like, Hey, this is how I view it. I view that as a life. Uh, and I understand that not everyone does. So like at least within their own logic, I understand the disconnect. I get where we disagree. I understand how your logic tracks because on step one, we've, we've disconnected. Um, but people can't find that middle ground and, and have humanity between each other when it's such a sensitive topic. But yeah, so I mean, society as we know it is kind of imploding. Uh we'll see what comes from the ashes. I I have hope. I like I said I I think we're we're on the other side of the pendulum swing now. Um so it should be beneficial to people like me after we get through the Absolute horrible growth pains in the middle, which is likely to be a recession or depression. Uh, but on the on the other side of it, we uh, we could be great. It'll be it'll be lovely. Uh, but yeah, I hope I touched on everything. That's been kind of upside down in the last two weeks. Um, but yeah, yeah. Going forward, we're we're gonna plan our summer schedule. I think next week we're gonna plan it, and uh, we've got some juicy episodes and a few special guests that i'm really excited for i actually can't wait to uh to be able to drop some names on that one i uh i will do that as soon as we have everything locked in and i've got the clearances to uh announce them but uh yeah until then i hope you guys have a good week and uh as always stay free everyone